What's up? It's Carissa and Amanda from, from Two Weird Moms. They're the latest fuck on your episodes, and we are sorry. Yeah, sorry guys. It's been one hell of a week. Yes, it has. Thursday. Yes. Weirdlings. Hey. We are doing our Starbucks with a twist. With rum chata. Yeah, it's delicious, guys. Y'all should try it. Absolutely. It's hitting the spot. And if Starbucks wants to sponsor us, even though we're nobody, I would appreciate it because I spend a lot of money, like I said before. (laughs) (laughs) But how are y'all doing? We hope you're good. Yes. Some have been better. <laughs> there has been. We're going to try to get through this yes. as best we can. So I apologize. Eh, if you have to cry, cry. Let it, let it out. It's fine. Yeah, well, you know, some people don't like that. So. Okay. We want to say sorry for being late <laughs> again. <laughs> but we hope that you loved our latest shit, Mysteriously Morbid Monday. And we enjoyed making it. Yep, so we hope you enjoyed listening to it. Yes. Unsolved murder cases leave like an empty feeling in my heart. They bother me. I couldn't imagine how families feel when they don't receive the justice they deserve. So I feel like if we can talk about them and discuss it, it brings light to them. Maybe someone will remember something or someone will come forward. Yeah, absolutely. With new information. Sometimes they have been unsolved for too long. The evidence has been destroyed, which is insane to me that that even happens. I know when I found out that they destroy evidence to make room for new evidence, I was shocked. I I think that's so horrible yeah i mean like i understand in a way because they have to make more but honestly how are you ever going to solve this murder i feel like there should be a place for every city or state maybe where they have an evidence storage place where it's guarded and it's protected like i don't care if it costs extra money no you're right i mean we have storage places that are air conditioned exactly so it could work so yeah so there's no reason to destroy people's evidence from their murder cases rape cases anything like that i think it's just insane it is all evidence should be saved so that more cases can be solved (laughs) later on with all the forensic technology that we have today too you know cases from like 98 years ago like if they said who's to say that shit couldn't be cracked with one piece of evidence well what's funny to me is like you have we're all about like technology now why can't they upload the evidence whether it's dna or anything like that and already have it in the system so if something happens you can go back and visit it What's that? If I that's the case. The, I forget the name of the. I was taking a sip. I'm sorry if you heard that. <laughs> the name of the 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 web not the is it a site? It's like not a site, but it's the database. Oh, I starts can't. with a C, and I can't think of it. I know what it is, but I can't think of it. I'm right with you because it's it's not there in my, my mind right now. My mind, <laughs> my mind. It's a ring. But y'all know what we're talking. There you go. Look, she nailed it, guys. Even when, even not in the right mind. Even when I'm all over the place. Yep. Someone who knows this feeling all too well is Elizabeth Randall, the author of the book Murder in Saint Augustine. The Mysterious Death of Athalia Poncel Lindsley. Unfortunately, Elizabeth understands this feeling of the tragic 
loss of someone you love and never getting justice for that loss. Her father, Robert Buchan, was shot in his face through his kitchen window at his ranch-style home in Winter Park, Florida on February 24th, 1975. Oh my God. What? And they never solved his case. No. To this day, it remains unsolved and it breaks my heart for her. That I think that's the most like frustrating thing ever when mm-hmm. if you lose someone, especially in such a tragic way and then never getting justice and no. seeing that person that was responsible for that tragic loss to you, it's just... Oh, it makes me so fucking mad. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. But the police would, they couldn't enter the doors, any doors in the house to get into the house. So they would enter through the window. Why couldn't the they? The kitchen window, if anything. But why couldn't they get through the doors? I don't know. They couldn't get through the doors. It didn't explain. It just says that they, the best way for them to get through was through the kitchen window. So that crime scene was contaminated. Oh my God. Right off the bat. Which we see with a lot of older cases because they didn't have the crime scene investigation. Um, they weren't like. Tra- standard shit that they probably like protocols that they go through now and shit right you have to be trained on protocols securing the scene Mm -hmm. yeah and getting all the evidence and securing that evidence so yeah why she wrote this book is because she wanted to think what like think of like a murder like what is a murderer thing like why we talk about shit like we're just wondering like how they think that they like why do people murder basically well yeah i mean i would want to i want to know that too (laughs) Like, honestly, I want to know what makes them tick. Like, what is different in their chemistry than ours? Gotta be something. Yeah. So she decided to set her eyes on Athalia Poncel Lindsay's case. Okay. Athalia was born Athalia Ann Fetter on July 25th, 1970. Nope, 1917. In the Caribbean Sea on the Isle of Pines to her mother Marguerite Margarita Gardner and her father Charles Ritter. Fet- nope. Better. I am doing so great this today, guys. We are doing so hot. <laughs> Sorry. Even though, like, on her birth certificate, it says Toledo, Ohio, her parents didn't leave because they lived in, like, a Cuban island in so, 1917. It was called the Island Isle of Pines. So why does it say, why is her birth certificate Because, say? and what Elizabeth says in her book is that she thinks so that they didn't have any problems later on when they went back to the United States. Oh, okay. And she was from it. Ohio. So she just, I guess, probably chose that. Okay, gotcha. So they did that so that they wouldn't, you know, have the citizenship. Back in those days, you could hop on a flight from Miami to the island for a vacation or to even live as Americans. The island was ran by wealthy Americans and was basically for them. America said mines back in the 1900s and... Cuba was fucked. What? It was their island. That's my and, up. Well, what is America built on? Mines. They didn't have a fence around that bitch. <laughs> Where was Trump when you need him? That was a joke. I don't condone him. Margarita did just that. Booked a flight to the Isle of Pines and in came Charles Fetter into her life. Margarita was from Ohio, like I said, and Charles was from Kansas. Margarita was a well-educated and adventurous woman. She loved to read even when she's even went to in Washington to protest the, about Cuba wanting their island back. She wanted it for the Americans. Because oh. she lived, they lived on the island. Like, they lived in the fucking tropical island. Oh, wow. And that's where they were living at the time. But okay. she had went to D.C. and, like, protested that. Charles was 10 years older than Margarita. He was a trained pharmacist, pioneer, and a colonist. He also was the owner of stores he established in 1905. For Christmas of 1916, he gave the Isle of Pines electric lights for the first time. They didn't oh. have lights. Really? That's cool. For Christmas. Isn't that cool? That is neat. Merry fucking Christmas. Y'all got lights. Hey. Y'all can't see you in the dark now. (laughs) 
He also would finance a telephone line on the island. Like he was basically the Isle of Pines, very own Ben Franklin. That's pretty neat. So that was Athalia's father. Mm. Margarita and Charles married July 5th, 1916. Margarita would then give birth to a beautiful Athalia Ann. And two years later, they will welcomed her baby sister, Geraldine. Oh, I like Geraldine. I know Geraldine. What's up, Gerald? I like you. I love that name. Yeah. It's a very unique and pretty name, right? It is. It's very unique. You don't yeah, hear that. Yeah, one of my besties from Jersey. Well, it's beautiful. Geraldine. So Athalia had her bestie for life. The Eventually, in 1926, Cuba would wave their flag over the island and no Americans were permitted to live there any longer. The Fetter family would have to then pack their bags and head back to the States. They chose to settle and live in Jackson, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> I don't know what is Did he take like. his lights with him? Mm-mm. I was wrong. They kept his shit. Yeah, no shit. We're going to keep everything you gave the island, but she's got to go. The American, the America, America. It's messed up. Mm. Well, I get it, though, because it's their island. Like, Listen, they didn't fucking struggle when they came to Florida. They settled in what is called the Riverside Mansion. Okay. So they lived in a fucking mansion. Yeah, never mind. Athalia and Geraldine would live their school careers out in Jacksonville, living in this mansion until they graduate high school. What? Wait, yeah. graduate high school? Yeah. Get out. They lived in Jacksonville her whole life. Dang. Well, like her as from, I yeah, think, I get when she was saying. like three or something. They never returned to the island, though, which kind of sucks. Like, Yeah, that's not. But it was Cuba, so you don't want to fuck you, with Cuba. No, you don't want to go over there anyway. <laughs> they probably hate your ass anyways. By eight, the age of 18, Athalia would marry for the first time to a man named Dick Hyman. <laughs> Dick Hyman? Oh, my God. Why would your mother call you Dick Hyman? What? <laughs> the fuck was she a biologist or something <laughs> you know i you know how like we said we love names like when i read shit now like i look at people's names especially cases back in the day i fucking love names i do too but like dick hyman dick hyman at the what? age of 18 that was her first husband's name i wouldn't have married him the marriage only lasted two years that probably because his last name's hyman and his first Athelia name hyman <laughs> what the hell Dick Hyman. Right. I can't get over the name. I'm sorry. That's but, so funny. Like, I would be so mad at my parents if they gave me, like, Dick and Hyman. <laughs> I mean, Hyman, it was her la- his last name. I mean, you can't really. Yeah, but don't call him Dick. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is 1900, so. I don't know. My grandfather is Tom, and then his brother is Dick, and his other brother is Harry. Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Tom, Dick, and Harry. I was like, all right. That's fucking awesome. Isn't it? That is awesome. Yeah, it's funny. By 1937, when Charles passed away due to being very ill for several weeks, Athalia and Geraldine had started their lives as adults in the Big Apple. So they went and moved to New York City. That's nice. I always wanted to go there. Yeah, so they went from this kind of sheltered life in Jacksonville, Florida, Mm -hmm. into this city life surrounded by a whole bunch of different cultures and they would live in an apartment together the fetters were the fetters the fetters sisters <laughs> were modeling and that was when they adopted the stage name Poncel. And at that time it had an e at the end so it was p-o-n-s-e-l-l-e okay Poncel. athalia's career would take off somewhat she was like a b-list or a d-list celebrity i don't know what the term is you know what i mean she was a powers model so i'm gonna say that that was kind of like probably a big head honcho modeling agency at the time oh, in 1920 cool. or well i'm sorry it was like yeah like 
Series. She also had numerous features in ads. She was a Chevy girl, promoted Listerine toothpaste, and was in an ad in Life magazine in 1945 for Cremel Shampoo. The ad said, follows Miss Athelia Poncel, another divinely beautiful powers girl who has discovered the remarkable beautifying bathe your hair like gorgeous power models or some shit. (laughs) I said that probably wrong, but. It's something like that. She also had a feature on a Broadway um, in a musical comedy. It was called Viva O'Brien. Mm-hmm. She was a regular hostess on the game show Winner Takes All. So she was like, you know, like Mer- <laughs> Meghan Merkel before Harry. Right. Like she did everything. So she was like, she wasn't a A-list celebrity. She was, but she was famous. She was known. Mm-hmm. Okay. Athalia was dibbed the face and figure gal. <laughs> I love how they say gal. <laughs> For the powers models. Mm-hmm. This beautiful Bond bombshell could have any man she desired, which she would, when she dated the Gossam Columns, loved it. They had, she wasn't your typical 1900s female. She was one before her time. Okay. Her mom was very well educated mm-hmm. in her own right. And her father never, I don't think, diminished that part of her mother because she went and lobbied in D.C. with her friend. Right. So her So her she father. was raised on a very strong female. Good for her. Not in Southern Florida, though. That, that shit ain't kindly. You'll see. But, oh, um, dear. It is even rumored that she dated Joseph Kennedy Jr. Oh, wow. It's not rumored. She did date him. I'm sorry. It was rumored that they were engaged. Oh, okay. But he is the eldest brother of the Kennedys. His bro hand was John Kennedy, y'all. Like, she dated the Kennedy. <laughs> Go Athelia. No kidding. Go Unfortunately, girl. Unfortunately, he passed away in World War II. Your faves. Yes, I love World War II. I know. Athalia, like I said, was just like her mom. Besides choosing a different career path, she chose to go the more luxury, celebrity, fancy, go by your looks kind of way, which her mom was more of a teacher and literary, and that was her mother's way. But doesn't mean that Athalia didn't like that. Back in the day, a model's career lifespan would only last till they were about 30 years old, which is crazy. That is crazy. Right? young. That is so young. Like, I feel like when you're in your 20s, you still are growing into that woman. Yeah. You're still trying to find, figure things out and find yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still trying to find who I am, and I'm 33. Exactly. Same. Girl, same. So at the age of 31, Athelia would make her way back home to the Riverside Mansion in Jacksonville. Athelia would marry again to a Charles Bloom, who was a real estate. She would get two stepsons with that marriage, but it didn't stick. They divorced by 1962. Her sister, Geraldine, went on to get her own life. Geraldine would marry and start her own family in Hawaii. She also ran her own art gallery there. Oh, wow. Right? Isn't that cool? That is neat. Their mother, Margarita, would then fall ill and Athelia took on the role of being her primary caretaker. Athelia was a real estate agent, but when her license lapsed, she decided to go back to college and even ran for public office. She would take up some of her mother's club memberships, like League of American Pen Women, Daughters of the American Revolution, Descendants of the Knights of the Garter, Magna Carter Dames, Americans of Royal Descent, Athalia wasn't all dresses and lip gloss, though. Homegirl loved her some guns. Oh, hey. She was a true Southern gal in that sense. She owned several guns and had a great shot. Oh, good. She would even train with the Jacksonville Police Department. Oh, that's cool. Go, girl. Yeah. She would then tap a little into her mother's side of the literacy, and she would write a book about gardening. Oh, so she yeah. was a jack of all trades. Oh, yeah. She, she could even do it all. patent like a home, like a household device. 
She was very educated and just had so many talents. That's- she didn't just put herself in a box. She ventured out of that box. And for somebody in the 1900s like that, most females didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was rebellious in that way. It's a good quality, though. That's what I think. When the neighborhood around their Riverside mansion was changing and she wanted a different scene, she chose to move to the beautiful and historical St. Augustine. That is beautiful there. She chose a beautiful Spanish-style mansion on 124 Marine Street. Unfortunately, the local people of St. Augustine, especially her neighbors, dislike Athalia very much. St. Augustine is a very conservative, small, tight-knit town. So, and it's very southern. Oh. And very conservative. Ugh, probably not the best place. She was considered a, a Yankee. Really? But she's not even from, she's from Florida. But well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, that's how outside people weren't allowed in this little tight-knit right. community. community. Athelia was a very eccentric, eccentric? Yes. Thank you. You're Woman and a spitfire at that. But she was also very kind-hearted and would help anyone that needed it. When she had something to say you were going to hear it and that didn't go well with certain people i mean i need to be more she didn't like care that. whether you liked it or not she kind of like me yeah i need to be more don't like give that. a fuck i need to get there you'll I, get there boo i don't i don't know i need to she was a very independent woman who didn't really need a man so that was instead of people looking up to that they would look down at that she was considered to be very obnoxious to the locals who resided there as well the people of saint augustine considered her such not nice things you know well yeah because they were just so close-minded like the women stood in line like you don't speak like that's how I feel like it was yeah you know your place type shit right even though like like I said before she was she was born and raised in Jacksonville or well not she was not born I'm sorry she was raised in Jacksonville Mm -hmm. like you know what I mean that's just crazy to me St. Augustine is a historic landmark in America it is the oldest town in America which I agree to disagree and we're gonna go back to just because people did not install fences doesn't mean they don't own that land (laughs) just saying we're gonna go back to that okay (laughs) just saying how do you know that there wasn't people already living here and they didn't just come over and say get the fuck out well they were trying to take cuba so i mean well this is way before cuba this is like when st no i get oldest town so you know Um, i mean mean, that's what we do That's how we do. That's what we, we do. do. We take what we want and then screw everybody else. We don't even ask questions, bro. We don't even care about your questions. Nope. It's All just, your consents. I touch it. It's mine. 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 <laughs> we sound like America. Like it reminds me of the seagulls in Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all white. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Athelia, at the age of 56, just recently married to her new abuse, James Jinx Lindsay. Ooh, I like that name. I don't think you'll like why I said it. Why they call him that. James was the former mayor of St. Augustine and a county commissioner. Mm-hmm. And the county commissioner. James was a real estate agent, just like Athelia. That's how him and that, that's how they met, through okay. real estate. Athelia and James didn't live in the same house, though. Azalea still resided in her home on 124 Marine Street that she had shared with her mother and her beloved pets. And her mom's pet, too. Mm-hmm. And she absolutely loved her animals. They were her babies in her eyes, probably, because she didn't have any kids. Because she was a primary take- caretaker for her mom when she moved back to Jacksonville. Okay. Her sister already had her family in Hawaii. She has a niece named Patricia. Mm-hmm. So they already have their life. So Athalia would take in six dogs, and she even had a pet, Blue Jay. Aww. Yeah. And his, and I don't know if it was a her or him. It didn't specify, but its name, it was 
Clementine. That is freaking adorable. Isn't it? Aw, Clementine. Athalia would take Clementine out every day to walk to get exercise in the yard. She would let the dogs run around. They would play with each other in the yard. Mm -hmm. That's what she did. And she would go get the mail and then walk back. And Clementine would follow behind her. Aw. Isn't that adorable? That is really cute. Like, she's a very own, like, Cinderella. I know. Wasn't that Snow White? No. The birds, when they, like, clean her house and stuff. Like, it followed her. Or it could have been Snow White, too. But she's blonde. Okay, so, yeah, she's Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. Without being the peasant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, without that peasant part. She already was the princess. Already been the mansion. Yeah. She had to struggle for that. Yeah, minus the peasant. Right. Athelia was just trying to live her life. But everyone else around her always had a problem with her and her dogs. Of course. Athelia wasn't an unreasonable person, though. One night, a short time before her death, at 10 p.m., Athelia's neighbor, Elizabeth Williams, knocked on Athelia's door and asked Athelia to please turn off her floodlights that were in the back of her home because they were uh, shining into Elizabeth's. Okay. So she had came over and knocked. Athalia politely agreed to, to to do so. Mrs. William noticed, though, that Athalia seemed very scared when she when she opened the door. Like she was very scared. Okay, so she was looked nervous and Athalia was very scared living in her home at this time, right weeks before her death. I wonder why. You'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Athalia would be convicted on disturbing the peace and fined fifty dollars because of her neighbors Rosemary McCormick and Patty Stanford complaining about her dogs. Oh my God! There's always gotta be pain in the ass neighbors like mind your own business god they were probably jealous of her so yeah so she got convicted and she was fined for 50 dollars for disturbing the peace Athelia didn't show up so elizabeth said in the book was that she probably was taking care of her mother which i agreed 100 percent. probably she probably didn't have time to Uh, I don't know, go for disturbing the peace. Like, give me a break. Unfortunately, after that incident, she boarded some of her dogs after that. Aww. Yeah. I hate people. Me too. I hate people like that, that cannot mind their business and just want to bother people for just the fact of ruining people's lives for no reason because it brings you joy because you're miserable. I think that they were jealous of her. Oh, 1000% sure. Because she was gorgeous. She was a beautiful woman. Haters going to hate. Mm-hmm. And sh- they sure did. So on April 23rd, 1973, three days before her mother would pass away, her neighbor Rosemary McCormick would initiate a warrant for her arrest. Patty was a coward and she kind of like backed out at that point and didn't go to the court but she did write a letter to the judge stating grievances against her like what it's done for her and what it's been like for her and that she's been living in a nightmare oh god what a drama queen when Athalia's mother Margarita passed away neither one of the women offered any condolences to Athalia oh my god seriously fuck yourselves these fucking women man like they made me so mad i'm just like you are a piece of shit like you're a piece Uh, that's just and the fact that they wanted us like that she didn't go in that day doesn't delete all the previous shit you said about her or complained about her repeatedly patty complained about athelia all the time and what athelia did over at her house as much as rosemary did she would get like i think um, Athelia put up like bamboo privacy thing. She made the county have to go to Athelia to take it down because it was like uh just I can't think of it. like a distraction. Okay, like, well when I they're mean, driving, like, go fuck yourself. 
pen. Like, I I hate. I can't. I seriously feel like I need to move to an island by myself. Girl, I've been I'm saying serious. that for years. Like, I'm just done with people. Four years I've been saying that. I'm done with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just annoying. So they were a bunch of hating ass bitches, if you ask us. Yep. Geraldine was visiting one time, and she said that the McCormicks made a comment because the dogs were out in the yard. Athelia would respond, leave the dogs alone, please. The neighborhood feud had begun, but it wasn't over. Sadly, Athelia's side of this feud wasn't even documented. Only the McCormicks and the Sanford side of the story was documented. Because they bitched all the time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So you keep bitching and complaining, bitching and complaining, that's where the attention's going to go. Mm-hmm. Got it. And these mofos would even go as far to say that she was a crazed vigilante. <laughs> a what? A crazed vigilante. Okay. So Athelia had a very eventful couple years. Mm-hmm. She moved to St. Augustine into this new neighborhood to try to start fresh with her mom. Mm-hmm. She took on her mom. Right. her sole provider. Mm-hmm. Then her mother dies. Yeah. She has to go through that. Then she's married. She's just recently married to James. Mm-hmm. So she has a lot of things going on. But with the loss of her mother, she gains a lot of free time. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Athelia would decide to use her brains for revenge on these women. What would you think the best way to get revenge is? Because you know what? Ain't nobody going to fuck with her dogs. Or her babies. Nope. Enough is a fuck enough, and she hit her mark. Now she's married to James Lindsley, who was a very high public figure in that community. He was born and raised in St. Augustine. So that was her husband. So once she got married to him, her mother lost loss of her mother. She got that free time. Now she's like, oh, it's on and popping, son. She had the back of her husband mm-hmm. and the support of him. So now when she would say, like, now it's her time to complain, now that she has back to it. Right. It's not just her. Right. So we about to get interesting. But like I said, what would be the best way to get revenge on two stay at home mamas who rely on their husbands for their lifestyles? Their husbands fired? I don't know. You go for the husbands, girl. Oh, I was right. See, I can be nasty. Athalia tried to get Rosemary's husband, Colonel. Colonel? C-O-L-O-N-E-L? Colonel? I, I guess. Colonel, something like that. Whatever. Colonel, Colonel, McCormick. But that didn't do anything. Like, she wrote a letter and it didn't work. Damn. Yeah. Keep trying. Don't give up, girl. It's exactly what she did. Yeah, so, yeah. Athalia would then set her eyes on Patty Sanford's husband, Alan Sanford, who lived at 126 Marine Street, okay. right next door to them. Mm-hmm. He lived there with his wife and um, two daughters at the time. He had an older daughter. I think her name was Claire. But the two daughters lived there at the time. Patricia and Annette, which is my mom's name. Hey, mom. Well, Patricia is my mom's name. That, that's yes. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Patricia's the oldest. She was 18 at the time and Annette was three. Oh, my and God. That's, that's so funny. It's funny. <laughs> so Athalia was, you know, set her size on that. So Athalia was quoting that she wouldn't stop until she ran Alan out of town. I love her. The way that Elizabeth wrote it is that there's some, you know, rift that happened between Athalia and uh, Alan, too. Yeah. But prior to this, that there's not documentation. We don't know what it is. But there is something there that already, like, it was a ready tension. Well, yeah. She probably said, put your bitch on a leash. (laughs) Get your wife hoe. Like, train that hoe. Right? Which... You know, her comment of that she would run Alan out of town would eventually happen, but sadly not in the way Athelia would intend. Oh, dear. Alan Sanford was quoted also that he was going to send Athelia back to where she came from. Ugh. 
Athelia was a woman who was fed up with the constant bullying from her neighbors, rightfully so, and they were about to see how fed up she was. Athelia would have hit the jackpot when looking into revenge on Alan Sanford. Hmm... Alan was a true Southern man and never dealt with a woman like Athelia. They both would look into each other's backgrounds trying to find dirt on one another. Athelia would then go to con- city uh, city commissioner meetings and raise fucking hell. He was, She would talk about his salary. Why is he getting raises when he ain't doing jack shit, basically. Uh-oh. He gets paid like 10 times the amount of then and like raises 10 times the amount of anybody else. And she did not, she was not alone on this. His employees were not happy. I'm sure I bet not like I wouldn't be either. Yeah. She would complain that he would take county equipment to his home for her personal use that he did. She would complain about that. She would complain about everything that he was doing wrong. He also when he got this job because he knew um one of the other commissioners on the board. Mm hmm. Wesley, or I forgot his name. I'm sorry, it's not. He would go and he asked for the job and they gave it to him because he knew him. Mm-hmm. But to have this job, you had to have an engineering degree, which Alan lacked. When he got the job, he was he said that he was going to get that degree while he was, you know, like in the beginning of while he was working for the doing the job that he should have the degree for. Right. Which he never did. Mm, so she he, was raising hell. I would too. Fuck he has been doing this job and he's not qualified to do it. <laughs> what is worse than a woman telling you you're not qualified to do this job? What is worse than a woman telling you a man back in 1970s? But still, you didn't in the 1970s. Like, there was still people in that mindset. Yeah, you don't. Oh, for sure. There's still people in that mindset now. Yeah, there is. You should just sit there and be quiet, not and always be happy. Yeah, so she went, they both went at each other's throats, basically. Got real bad. Mm. So you got to realize there's tension. Alan had threatened her life before, and she was vocal about it. She would find out that Alan Sanford, you know, was doing things that he shouldn't. So then he would go, infuriated, and go to the sheriff's department and ask the sheriff if he can look up dirt on Athelia. And the sheriff was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, get out of here. I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Right. So you know that Alan had to be pissed. But I can think, all I can think was, I mean, don't fuck with a woman and her animal babies. Yeah, don't. She'll protect them at all costs. They were her life just as much as she was theirs. Mm-hmm. As I said before, she was always seen outside walking with them and everything. But she would also wear a pink robe mm. outside. So and I'm sure the ladies didn't they, like that. Yes. They did not like it. Rosemary, Patty, and Mrs. Smith would always get together and, like, you know, talk shit. Snicker with amongst themselves talking shit about her while she was outside, like, doing yard work or anything like that while the dogs ran around playing with each other and Clementine was hopping around. Like, don't fucking look over there. I feel like that the only way is that the husbands were looking that way. Uh-huh. And then they got mad. Yeah. But how could they not? She's out there in nothing. I'll show you nothing. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm like, oh, I'll going. switch to Playboy model real quick. No, no shit. I'm spread eagle and everything. What? <laughs> so, like I said, she would give um, Clementine ex- the exercise, and they would walk to the mail every day. Mm-hmm. On the afternoon of January 23rd, 1974, is when everything would change. It was a nice 72 degrees in Florida winter days. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice brisk, crisp air. Kids played outside in this cute as a button town. Marine Street was popping as usual because 
Marine Street was right down from Flagler Hospital. Okay. The main hospital in St. Augustine. So it was a busy street. Oh, okay. So we're talking the late afternoon, like 530-ish. Mm-hmm. So you would think that there's a lot of traffic flow. Right. Everyone coming People home. riding, walking. It wasn't a very quiet road. All right. The newlyweds were just coming back from a day spent out shopping and grabbing lunch together in Jacksonville. They would go there for the day so that they can gather up ingredients to celebrate dinner that night at James's house for the Chinese New Year. So they were getting ingredients that weren't sold in St. Augustine. They only had them in Jacksonville, so that's why they went there for the day. And we're out as a couple just, you know, enjoying each other. Mm -hmm. One weird comment that I read that she had said to her husband at lunch was that she told him it was bad luck to eat with a knife on Chinese New Year's as she cut her fish with a fork. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you use a knife, it's bad luck. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe that's my problem. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) After that lunch with her husband, they would shop some more, and then they parted ways at James' real estate office. They kissed each other, and he said to Athalia, I will see you in an hour. Athalia arrived home around a little after 530, because it was a small town, and they were at his office, so she drove home, so I would say like maybe like 545. Okay. She arrived home. She would get in her door, put her groceries on the counter. Mm-hmm. Later on in the book, after everything had happened, Geraldine would say that she had found in Athalia's uh, bathroom garbage, like a bloody tampon and Ooh. stuff. But she was 56. Yeah. So she was not doing well oh. health-wise as well so that's why she was thinking when so because the way that the scene was left was her keys were still in the door oh like she literally walked in put her stuff down and then let the kids out uh, let the kids out and let clementine go out and walk with her to the um mailbox yep to the mailbox as she would do this she would get an unwanted visitor oh dear Locke mccormick who was athelia's 18 year old neighbor who was also rosemary's son Uh was in his den at his home watching tv while his mother was in the kitchen the time was around 6 08 6 10 p.m okay Locke would uh later tell police that he began to hear this clapping sound and he went to the front door and this was about eight to ten feet away from athelia's front door okay where he would see a man in front of athelia's front steps with his back facing Locke, and the man was wearing a white dress shirt and dark pantaloons Huh, pantaloons. I, I'm always say that, sorry. He had brown, gray, trimmed hair, and the man was in front of him, raising his shoulder up and down over and over again. And he didn't see the object that the mystery man was waving up and down. And then the man walked away southwest from the home of Athelia's. Okay. And just disappeared. Like, south, like, left, like, I think, because you'll see where the house is. He went south, but, mm-hmm. like, angrily had to go, like, in towards the back of the home and then he just disappeared Locke then noticed the bloody hacked up Athalia and screamed to his mom call the police no call an ambulance it was alleged that he first screamed to his mother Mr. Sanford is attacking Mrs. Lindsley this was not confirmed by Locke later on he said he couldn't tell who it was Oh, conveniently. But, I mean, you would see, I mean, if your mom is having problems with this woman and then her friend's husband is murder, seen murdering by your son, you're going to tell him, shut the fuck up. Right. That people, those type of people that, you know what I mean? Right. Would care about themselves more than this 
poor woman. Rosemary McCormick would then see Athalia and scream for her friend Patty. In Patty, inside her home at the time, per her statements to police, Patty heard Rosemary screaming for her and she told her 18-year-old daughter Patricia to take her baby sister Annette upstairs. Patricia did exactly what her mother told her to and went upstairs and was watching her sister. Patty said that she ran out the front door. Okay. Later on, Patty would say that she ran out the back door. So she has inconsistencies. Yes, in her story. Very upfront in the beginning. The police realize this. Hmm. Even Patricia was not, not so. So it's yeah. like giving you cause to pause. Yep. Hashtag cause some motherfucking pause. So Patricia would take her baby sister upstairs. Mm-hmm. She would sit near a window where she can see into the cemetery across the street where kids would normally play. Mm-hmm. But then she can also see the bloody mutilated body of Athelia Poncel Lindsay sprawled out on the front of her steps. Oh my god. She was wearing a blue and white polka dot dress that was hiked up and her pearl necklace was broken off. Her head, fingers, and arms were severed. Athelia was basically decapitated. Her head was hanging on by a thread. Like, Oh my god. Yeah. She had like that broken doll look. Oh god. Yeah. Terrible. She laid across the bottom of her front steps, her eyes wide open with a benign face on. A man in a white Volkswagen would come down the road and yell to the neighborhood, call 911 a woman fell out of the window the scene was beyond bloody this beautiful woman was hacked in front of her house on the busiest street and no one knew like I don't believe that. no one seen a thing or heard a thing I don't believe it people driving and walking nobody heard nothing no one if they did or if they seen something they didn't come forward with the savage suspects name oh my god the only one who would come forward to say that they saw the suspect was Locke McCormick. Right, but he couldn't. But he couldn't identify him. Which I'm sure he could because in the heat of the moment when you're seeing someone get hurt and you're screaming that you know who's attacking her and then you... You're not going to tell me he didn't know who he, Mr. Sanford was at that moment. Yeah. There, you know. He you knew. and you know someone and if you see them doing something like that. Yeah, and you're like panicking because you don't know what you're seeing. Like, you're going to call out the name. So, yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane that no one heard anything. Patty said she heard the screams but thought someone had gotten ran over by a car because of the busy road. Patricia, Patty, and Ellen's daughter would also hear screams, but she just thought it was the kids in the neighborhood because they did that sometimes and they would get loud and scream, you know? Kids just screaming and being crazy. So that's what she thought. But I'm sure someone getting murder scream is different from kids playing. Well, she changed her mind until she saw Athelia's bloody body laying on top of her front steps. Six police officers would show up to the crime scene, which was being contaminated by the entire fucking neighborhood. And this was by one of the reporters, um, Philip, or no, I'm sorry, Bob. Is it Bob Randall? I'm so sorry. I should have his name. I forgot it. I'm sorry. Read the book. You'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But it was said that one of the reporters that was there, he was watching the whole entire neighborhood walk all over her hedges everywhere. Like, there was people everywhere contaminating this crime scene. Of course. That's what they did back then. Nobody deserves that. That's exactly what I said. I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. No one deserves to be chopped up. Oh, I forgot to tell you. They also chopped up Clementine. <gasps> no! Yep. I love how your reaction is worse for the animal than I gave like, you. I didn't mean for that. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm sorry. So, guys, I told her to watch... Don't fuck with cats. Nope. This bitch's reaction was like, I can't watch that. It's cats. And I'm like, they don't show it. They don't show the cats being murdered. They don't. No, they. I saw him. Taking, they don't show them 
dying. No, I are. I don't need to see them dying. I can see that they're stuff like they're suffering. Like, no, I'm not watching it. I won't watch it. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> it was a good movie. I won't. No, it was a really good movie or I documentary. Seem, I might seem sick in the head. Like I can watch documentaries on murder and stuff like that. And it's not that I don't care if people get killed because it, it does hurt. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I am so compassionate. More towards that. To more towards animals. I guess, you know what? Animals never hurt me. Like, oh, animals has. have never, ever hurt my feelings or made me feel alone. You know what I mean? Like, they've anytime I used to cry, any of my animals would come right up and snuggle with me. Like, they're innocent. They have that no matter what. They love They'll you. always Un- love you. Unconditionally. So for me, the innocence of that, they've never done anything to you. Not that victim... Okay, this... <laughs> I'm sounding fucked up right now. I don't mean to. But... It's just... No, I think a lot of people out there understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Especially the two people that were on that documentary. Because they went balls to the walls that to find this me. motherfucker. That would be me. And I would have gave him the same fate he did. See, like, but that's why I you should that, watch it. Because no. this is the same people as you that did not like it. And they saw this and they were like, let's get that motherfucker. I don't want to see. Like, You can skip over those parts. Okay. But I'm just, I asked Carissa, do you see the animals get? No. I seen them go into the thing and him is like vacuum sucking it sealed. So they suffocate. I'm like, really? It did not show them suffocating. It just showed the beginning of the video. They, it could have showed the whole thing. Thing, but okay. they didn't okay but it's, so i wasn't I mean, it, i'm just well i mean let's just i'm not stupid like i know what's transpiring and i don't like it and i don't watch it <laughs> i'm just saying i can't do it but yeah so they did chop up he did or oh my God. the murderer chopped up poor get that motherfucker yeah so at first james was the likely suspect because he is her husband. Of course. And we all know that the husband or boyfriend is most of the time responsible. Mm-hmm. Or James? Ex- huh? Or ex-husband. True. I'm not lying. Like, I wrote a letter. <laughs> what? In the beginning when things were really bad. Not that he would. I don't think he would ever. My ex would never ever. I did. I was like. <laughs> you wrote like a letter that. Yeah, that if anything happened to me, look at him. Oh, my God. That's scary. Isn't that nuts? Like, I think that's about crazy. it now. I'm like, I am fucking crazy. No, but, I feel like that's smart. But You're smart. He would never like he wouldn't he wouldn't hurt me like that. Like Even though it was my ex and we had a really bad like divorce divorce he loves his son well shit you had a really bad marriage too so well yeah i'm just saying like he wouldn't do that to his son because me and ricky have a very close relationship like that's best my baby. not but no he would never but it was just funny because at that time when you were when you're in all that and you're dealing with all that like i did well because he did some shady sketchy shit well yeah but. so that make you feel uncomfortable in your own space yes yeah so it's not like she just did this because she's a crazy female, but well, according to some people, I am. But we the not, best. It's fine. <laughs> let's not forget. Sometimes you make us motherfucking crazy. Great girl. So preach. why don't you look in the mirror and the way we're reacting? Maybe it's because you're causing it. Yeah, cause the pause. Yun ya bullshit. But James was one of the good old Southern boys. He was married previously to his wife Lillian oh I love that name Lillian is I know that's my niece's name really that's my um best friend's sister's name what's that Lillian well not Lillian I lied it's Lilith I'm a shitty aunt Lilith Lilith oh I I can't yeah Lilith I know people don't like it because that's like the devil's girlfriend and shit (laughs) well my nephew's name is Damien well 
okay. Yeah. And then my oldest, like the oldest niece out of, because they're brothers, sisters. So it's Katana, Jade, Lilith, and Damien. And then I have two other nieces, Kira. I love the name Kira. Those are pretty cool names though. And Kaylee. Those are my two oldest nieces. And then it goes Katana, Lilith, and Damien. Well, unfortunately for this Lillian, her neck would be snapped in a car accident with her husband at the wheel. Oh. No DUI test was performed on James, and it was considered an accidental death due to the crash. I know it sounds sketchy, but for Athelia's vicious murder, there was several eyewitnesses to where James' location was. So they had people see him at certain time frames, and they would tell the cops, and it wouldn't, he couldn't have went to his house, gotten changed, called Athelia, because he called her, Mm -hmm. spoke with her on the phone. She hung up. She was getting the pets together and all of that mm-hmm. and then after that she was gonna head over to his house and they were gonna have dinner together and celebrate the Chinese New Year. So wait they were married and they didn't live in the same house? No. That's weird. It was unconventional. She was a very unconventional woman. She was very independent. She did uh, not need a man. She lives with her mom in her mom's house. When her mom passed away she kept her house. Yes they put her house on the market mm-hmm. but it wouldn't sell. So therefore they took it off and she just kept the house for the her pets. It and probably didn't sell because she had psycho ass bitch she neighbors did they have the let me let me see your manager haircut uh, <laughs> like that fucking short ass bob i couldn't find a picture of them oh, okay i have a picture of athalia and james and i have a picture of alan i'm just saying i i can envision them having that haircut yeah so fuck you guys yeah they are definitely that type of stereotypical yeah. thing I can't stand that. So he was he couldn't make it back, but he did call Athelia and she didn't answer. So um, he spoke with her, hung up, then realized that he had some, someone else to say. He called her back. She didn't answer, but he didn't think nothing of it. Right. He didn't think nothing of it until a neighbor that he knew. Sorry. Sorry, I neighbor, was slurping. <laughs> a neighbor that he knew called and said, hurry up. You need to go to Athelia. Something bad happened. Oh. He doesn't say that he made a phone call, but his lawyer was there. His lawyer was where? At the murder scene. But it could have been just like through the grain fine, like telephone, like people, oh my God, da da da. You know what I mean? He could have just called his lawyer and like, dude, you know what I mean? Like this happened. What, like, and the lawyer could have just went there to be nosy. His time frame checkout. So he couldn't have done it. Okay. It's, it looks like he could, like, it's very sketchy. There's some situations that he did certain things, like calling his lawyer, had his lawyer get there if he didn't call him, you know what I mean? But he doesn't tell the police that he called them. Mm-hmm. He says he only called Athalia right. and then got the phone call from the other neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It does sound a little sketchy. And that's why they called him Jinx because his wife passed away. Oh, James would say, though, when he talked to the police, that Athelia only had one enemy, and that enemy was Alan Sanford. Yeah, I'm sure he fucking did it. I'm going to stop it right here, and then we're going to talk more about Alan Sanford, the crime scene, Mm -hmm. a little bit about the trial, not much, because I don't really want to go into it, because it pisses me off. That's going to piss me off, too, then. Yeah. Oh, it's going to piss you off because this is an unsolved. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be pissed off. I just hope that you guys have loved it so far. Yes, I'm loving it. I can't wait to hear the rest. And we love that you have stuck with us and we'll try to get our shit together, but probably not because a lot of shit's going on recently in our lives. Yes. So we are trying our best. What we're going to do is break this in a two-parter. Okay. Break this out for them. And yes. then hopefully we'll have our awareness on Wednesday for you ready. If not, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but we will catch ya 
later. Catch you later. What are we, Pokemon? Gotta catch them all. Yeah, probably. I don't know what I'm saying. Creep. Creep, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't apologize. You had a rough, 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 <sighs> rough time. Yeah, I'm just trying to be an adult about it. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this little moment and enjoyed terrifying, terrifying tale Thursday so far. I definitely have. Not that I enjoyed it, but it's very intriguing. It's just crazy to me that a woman can be hacked up and basically decapitated on her front step. And no one sees or hears anything. I, I call shenanigans. Like, I don't believe that. Shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Yep. I don't believe it. But you guys will hear the ending of this terrifying tale Thursday on our next TTT. TTT. On our next Titties. On our next Titties Thursday. That is all we have for today, folks. Before we go, I would like to just say if you want to see our pictures of Athelia James and Alan Mm -hmm. and unfortunately of her murder scene, if you're into that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I I mean, some people are. Yeah, it's like a a car accident. Sometimes you just have to look sometimes and it's a really bad. Do you want to see it? I do. I'm like, I'm a little nervous, but I got to see it. See, this is how messed up I am. I can see a murder scene, but I can't watch (laughs) I can't watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Like, I, it, I'm messed up in the head, obviously. Okay. So, this is Alan. Okay. Uh, he looks shady. He looks like a dick. <laughs> Here is Athelia at oh, 56. Oh, she's beautiful. She was really beautiful. Oh, my gosh. What a gorgeous woman. And then here is her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Was she naked? He hi- hiked it up. She wasn't wearing underwear? I don't think so. I don't either. I'm judged because I don't. Oh my god, that is horrific. Oh my god. On a like that happened on a busy street. Where's her head? Oh my god, that's horrific. Oh my god. Poor woman, right? That's and then people sad. walked up on that and said that she deserved it. No one deserves that. Deserves that. That is horrific. This is very blurry, but that's her when she was in the like the. Oh ads. my god, she's gorgeous. Yes. No wonder was. those bitches were jelly. But that was, that's James. That's her boo thing. He's not bad looking. And people would say that they had trouble with their relationship, but I think any, like any relationship has trouble. You know how you have your fights and arguments and yeah. stuff, but people want to sit there and tear that down just because you're not, they want to say you're not strong when you really are. Because they were shopping that day to spend dinner together and celebrate yeah. a Chinese New Year. You're going to tell me they were on the outs? No, I think every relationship has issues problems i mean mean, there was she she did make sure she told her sister geraldine that everything was left to geraldine and her her niece Mm -hmm. james was to get nothing so there's things that were like said that i understand why people would think like hmm you would judge somebody but it's not your relationship and it may not be for you but doesn't mean that they're wrong right i agree with you i feel like every relationship has its turmoil and you either work through it or you don't yes so this is the front of her home and that's how like she was that's where she was killed oh my god it's a beautiful home that is tragic that is so sad that she was literally attacked outside her front door that's so sad and the murder scene is is it's 
horrible. Oh my god. Horrific scene. It is. That's a really horrific scene. It's just crazy. Like she didn't have time to like she literally just ran in, was home for maybe fifteen minutes and that happened. Where was the bird at? It was like why would she be right next to her? Why would you attack a bird? Because they had problems with her. That was the whole purpose. They hated her because of her animals and how she was and you know what I mean? They just didn't caring, loving person. I, I mean, I guess hate us if you must. Um, she was beautiful, so therefore I understand why they would hate her. Yeah. And like I said, she wasn't the normal Southern Belle. If you guys want to see these photos that I showed Amanda. Oh, my God. You can check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook at TwoWeirdMoms.com. No. I lied. <laughs> That's our website, but you can find us Two Weird Moms on all of the other social media outlets. We'll get it together or not. I'm we probably like, not going to get it together for a while. So shit, we'll just hashtag Hot Mess Express. Because that's what we're on right now. Choo-choo. We're on a crash course. This up and down roller coaster we call life. All aboard. Choo-choo. Choo-choo.